So, I have literal proof that I can get over just about anything. And I don't know. Part of me is proud of myself. Part of me is angered with myself. And part of me is like, meh. But I can get over <laughs> just about everything. So, like, for example, you know, I was assaulted when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I don't care to look up the person, hunt down the person, anything like that. Nothing. You know, it doesn't. I'm just like, it is what it is. It's over. You know, part of me. The, now, the other part of me is like, yeah, but at the same time, how do you know they didn't go off to do it? Somebody else. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you have to do things for your own health and not for everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that was kind of where that was. But. I was talking to Matt yesterday and I was like, dude, I miss geeking out with you. And he's like, well, yeah, I, you know, I figured you were still really mad and pissed off. I'm like, it's been three years. I'm over it. I'm like, I'm over it. And you're the only person that I can actually geek out with on this stuff. I can't geek out with anybody else about it. There is nobody else that, that has the, 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 the issue is that there's nobody who has the dynamic that he and I built together over the course of years. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like, okay, so I wouldn't cut off my nose despite my face. And that's what I would be doing because I talked to him in this one phone call. We talked about the fact that we are running way too slow on our internet for the fact that we have dedicated fiber with no throttle. Like I was sitting there. He's like, are you kidding? I'm like, no. And he's like, bro, I want to build a Plex server at your place. But then he was also talking about the fact that because I have this and I don't have a throttle to it, that he was like, we were joking around about the bo- the boosters. Mm-hmm. The fact that I could sell internet to our neighbors, to people in our neighborhood and just expand it and sell it to all, anybody in our neighborhood. And he's like, you know, and 50 bucks a month. And, he, and you know, that would that would be the cost of one modem, literally one one wireless modem. And we could have a wireless modem up and down the street, a bunch of modems piggybacking up and down the street. And they would have all have fiber. They would all have 150 megs worth of speed as we throttle them at 150 megs worth of speed. They'd be more than happy with it because the average speed out here is 28, 28 megs. It's like, what? So I was like, okay. So I was like, I could talk to, I know Brian would, he'd jump on it in half a heartbeat. You know, mm-hmm. and so I was like, and he's like, yeah, I'd be down to just do that if you want to just do that. And I was like, OK, well, let's work <laughs> up the price to see what that would cost, you know, because that would be. Yeah. If that's something that's doable. OK, <laughs> <laughs> so. um, So there's ways to do that. And then he was like, you know, putting his Plex server, uh, building a new Plex server, putting it here and having it dedicated. Then we'd never have any problems with anything being there. I was like, yeah. And then there's just like a ton of other stuff that I was talking to him about doing for our website and everything that we're looking at there. And I was just like, yeah. And he's like, man, yeah, I'd love to come out there. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to need to have you come out. So I looked at flights and I looked up Hopper because Hopper is the cheapest place to get flights right now. Right. Yeah. 170 bucks round trip. I was like, okay. So like, yeah, if you want to go fly out to go see your family in California, I'm going to check the flights on the other side of it. But go ahead <laughs> we'll just record ahead of time on a, a few of our podcasts but yeah that was pretty exciting to me but anyway sorry and then you yesterday would you would you get in the afternoon i got flowers for the garden mm-hmm. oh 
but I was going to say that um, I wanted to give Lily a shout out because she was uh, fin- finished her homework early and mm-hmm. also had finished her chores and was um, just walking on the treadmill, having a good old time, giving getting herself into more of a workout. And then uh, because we had gotten home after getting the flowers and she came out there with me and then she was like uh, talking about how she was bored. And I was like, well, you, if you want to really be useful and help me for just, you know, to do it mm-hmm. like i you're the only one that does these planners <laughs> and actually gets them done in a reasonable amount of time and does it right and i was showing her what anna and tabby had gotten done and she was like oh my god <laughs> like it was just oh like, she thought they were horrible too <laughs> awesome. see she, she took pride in her pot in hers in her planner i just thought it was funny because i didn't even have to say and like the majority of the things that i've been complaining about about the ones that were too small like the square ones that were too small and yeah. th- that Tabby had built those ones. And literally, it was just one of those things that, like, because Lily wasn't doing it, it was like I was literally settling for, like, well, that's as good as it's going to get. It was like, yeah, these are the ones that Tabby built. And she, like, looked at it. And she was like, why? Wait, the dog. And I was like, yeah, no, don't even. And then we walked over to the other one. And she was like, this one isn't even screwed in all the way. What? She didn't even put screws on this side. And I was like, yeah, it's literally not finished. And she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, so if you want to just put tops on them mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can paint them because or stain them it's like because i know you've been wanting to do that and you haven't because tabby kept taking it over and she was like oh i would really like to stain them i was like yeah so you put the tops on them then go ahead <laughs> she was all excited so she was out there doing that very very happy very, very i can tell much. she was happy because when i walked out the back when i was talking to matt she instantly looked up at me and puffed up and i was like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> it was and then i saw her i was like oh she's excited about something okay cool <laughs> yeah so she so, so she had fun with that and then you know i went out there and uh just d- you know planted some of the flowers and just did a couple other garden chores let roxy have some outside time while the rain was you know on a pause because you know it's off and on rain for you know yesterday today tomorrow mm-hmm. and like the day after that i think so, but yeah, no, you got got some stuff done <laughs> after being angry at the rain for stopping me from getting stuff done in the morning yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, no, happy that I that I did get to at least do a couple of things, and then yeah, got flowers, and then I bought you flowers. Get to put some in the front, probably mm-hmm. in the half circle in front of the monument, mm-hmm. and then um the no matter what, all of the marigolds are gonna go in the back because that's the biggest pollinator attractor for everything, and mm-hmm. plus they I really love marigolds, <laughs> so those are gonna go in the back, and then um of all the extra stuff, I'm just gonna basically figure it out as I go. I don't yeah. I didn't have a plan. Well, I was time just like, ooh, that's pretty. Everything in at this point. I'm like, it's just time to get things staked in, staked down. I was honestly thinking about, like, going out there with a, a plug holder. You know what those are, right? No. You literally, okay. You see when they aerate lawns, they have a thing that goes in the ground and pops out, like, looks like a little turd. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was looking at those, and I was like, you know, if we got one of those and just plugged it in different places and dropped a sunflower seed in them. Don't care. Just did it. I'd be down. Like, just in different places where we know it's not going to get mowed, I should say. <laughs> so, also, um, for this year, for the walkway I was thinking about, and I want to get your opinions on it, because if it's the case, then tomorrow that's going to be the case. How do you like that mulch you're walking on? Um, the wood mulch. I, I really, I, it's better than <laughs> any of the mulch. Well, in my opinion, I like it more than the back mulch it from Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Like, a hundred times better, because it seems more natural and less like you know 
I don't know. It's just it's yeah. it, the uh, the w- the bags of mulch from Lowe's are so just they just seem fake to me. I don't know. It just there's no better way to put no. It, it's I guess. it's what it is, and they fade, and these are just the natural color of these things. Yeah. And so I what I was thinking about was the walkway that I'm going to eventually, you know, get down. Mm-hmm. Um, was thinking about doing the whole walkway that way. I figured it out. Did the math on it. It cost like a hundred bucks. 100 bucks the entire walkway would be that and then I could put stepping stones, pour slabs, whatever I want to do as the steps as part of it. But I was thinking that just gets that part done. What do you think? I'm down. Yeah. I just want to be there. The only yeah, thing that's what I'm looking at is like I just got to put it in first, you know. <laughs> the only I just I don't know. I I the only thing I would think is that I would worry that it would look weird because it is in the garden mm-hmm. having it go everywhere else. But I I, mean, I put I don't a, know. I put a wall up. You know, I, there'd be a retaining wall or some of some type. Uh, there'd be something there to be like, oh, there's the divider type situation. So even if I was to put down a rolling weed guard or something like that. So, yeah, I just I was looking at that. But anyways, <laughs> good morning and welcome to the morning grind on the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. So, yeah, we we, we got. I'm just excited about all of this and, and the progress that we're making. been working really diligently on the website. I got some great ideas and I think uh, I got mad excited about it because at the end of the end of it, he was just like, yeah, send me a checklist. Tell me everything that, that's got to be done for what your what your thought is. And let's let's do it. He goes, because my geek and your and your marketing, I, they've always done well. He's right. They've always been symbiotic. We entirely took a struggling um, chamber of commerce and he worked with me to just Boom. I mean, flourish that thing. So I'm like, okay. So, yeah. And and he's looking to get out. So, uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So how many national days we got today? Two. Okay, go for it. Our first one is National Carbonara Day. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Go for it. Read it. Happiness. (laughs) On April 6th, enjoy the flavors of Italy and celebrate National Carbonara Day. This delicious pasta dish is made up of a creamy sauce with bits of pancetta. If you love Italian food, pasta, or just enjoy cooking, this food holiday challenges you to put your best recipe to the test. Purists turn up their noses at bacon and others debate cheeses. However, adding the right amount of seasoning, the best pasta, and garlic seems to make or break this delicious dish. When compared to other pasta dishes, this one stands up to the flavor test and is something that can be made at home. No matter how you make your carbonara... Get it. Get in on the taste test. Or better yet, order up a plate at your favorite Italian restaurant. Then dive into a heaping plate of creamy, indulgent carbonara to celebrate. So to observe National Carbonara Day, invite your friends and family over for an Italian dinner of your best carbonara. Do you use pancetta or bacon? How about... Ooh. P- uh, pe- Prosciutto? Pecorino? Pecorino Romano? Pecorino mm-hmm. or Parmigian? Parmigiano? Parmigiano? Parmigiano Reggiano. It's so Pecorino Romano or Parmigiano Re- uh, Reggiano. Okay. The second words of those are not in it, okay. but okay. So Pecorino Parmigiano. Okay. And then order Carbonara from your favorite Italian restaurant and give them a shout out. And make homemade pasta to test your skills even further. And I love Carbonara. I love, I adore Carbonara. <laughs> I absolutely, it, it l- quite literally would be among the table of my last meal and i have yet to perfect it 
just simply because it's not cheap. But more importantly, it is so not healthy for you. There is nothing in that that is anywhere near the world of good for you. And if I ate that once a week, I would be dead in three weeks. I mean, that's literally it is butter. It is egg. It is bacon over. Well, it's not even pancetta. Um, It's um, oh, my gosh. It's traditionally guanciale, which guanciale is it's a very cured meat and it's a very it's salty and very strong. And it's made from the pork jowl, which is the cheek, the lower side of the cheeks. And it's, you know, guancia is, is the place where it's made, which is where it actually gets its name from. And it is it's yeah, it, when when made right, it's so decadent. Like, it's just. It is an ins- it. You, I don't want anything else. We went to Houston, um, Nikki and I did to a place that literally went there because it was listed as the best carbonara in Texas. Period. And I was like, "Oh, game on!" And then you get there, and they're like, "Oh, we have you know the world's second best carbonara ever." I was like, "Really? Yep. The only other place is in Italy. So we want to go to Italy." I'm like, "Yeah, I plan on it." So I was like, so I ordered their carbonara and I can't remember the name of the place. And I feel bad that I can't remember the name of the place. I will at some point remember the name of the place. It was so good. It was so much better than anything I make. Nikki, who doesn't like pepper, which we were, we're in debates about whether that statement is true or not, um, because pepper is a big part of carbonara, died. She had a bite of that. And she's like, that's so good. And I'm like, yep, that's the only bite you're getting. <laughs> just like that's that's it that, that's where it is but uh yeah and uh you can get guanciale online you can go like there's some good gourmet places that you can get it from but it is ridiculous and if you haven't had carbonara real carbonara look i'm gonna tell you right now any place that ends with garden or beppo does not have real carbonara i'm just gonna put that out there so that you understand that so don't think you're going to go to either of those Italian places or any of those big box. I've never had a big box Italian place ever make a carbonara that made me go, oh, wow. Mm-mm. It's always find find the small places. Find them. If, if our local had it, I would absolutely try it, and I wouldn't trust them in, <laughs> until I had tried it. But, yeah, I mean, carbonara is amazing. So, okay, now that I'm officially hungry, what do, what do we got next? Our second national day is National Teflon Day. Okay, not as excited. Don't make your carbonara in Teflon. Okay, today's National Teflon Day. Mm-hmm. All right, go go ahead. Go ahead. National Teflon Day on April 6th each year honors the accidental invention of Teflon on April 6th, 1938 by Dr. Roy Plunkett. While working in the E.I. DuPont De Nemours and Company Lab mm-hmm. <laughs> that April day, Plunkett and his assistant accidentally discovered polytetrafluorethylene. Probably mm-hmm. uh, that's as close as I'm gonna get. Uh, God, uh, every time it's always all so these it, names. It's, it's Chim- polytetrafluoroethylene. So just so you know, but go ahead. I don't know how to say this either. It, what is it? C H E M O U R S. It's a name. Whoever it is <laughs> registered the Teflon trademark in 1945. 
1985, the Inventors Hall of Fame inducted Dr. Plunkett into its numbers. While Plunkett receives credit for the invention of Teflon, another person saw Teflon's larger purpose. Marion A. Trozolo uh, brought it from the laboratory into the kitchen. The Kansas City, Missouri professor used the substance to coat his scientific utensils. This use later led him to establish laboratory plasticware fabricators. In 1961, he marketed the first U.S.-made Teflon-coated frying pan, the Happy Pan. Today, Teflon can be found everywhere and in surprising places, too. Besides coating metals for cooking, it is also used to protect fabrics and reduce friction in the aerospace industry. It also helps to increase production and reduce contamination in pharmaceuticals. So to observe National Teflon Day, share how Teflon improves your life, discover all the ways Teflon is being used today, and learn about the history of Teflon. Okay, so National Teflon Day... Let me just talk to you about the other side of Teflon. I have a Teflon pan. I have one Teflon pan that I use. Only one. I have one Teflon pan. I keep the temperature as low on that Teflon pan as possible. And it is only used to cook eggs. That is it. Nothing else. There's nothing else that goes in that Teflon pan. Teflon is horrible. It is absolutely horrible. And I'm, I'm going to explain this. That, you know, and, and there's arguments. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the arguments on this so that everybody understands this. Okay. Teflon doesn't off-gas toxic particulates until about 446 degrees, you know, and at 680 degrees, they release, you know, six toxic gases, which includes two uh, carcinogens, two global toxins, like, like just, just not good things. And they go into the food that you're cooking on because the food is in the way of them going off into, into space, except that you're preheating the pan. And if you preheat the pan to sear, if you sear steaks in Teflon, I'm sorry, please stop. Should never do it. Um, and if you have a bird, if you have a parrot or had a parrot, a parakeet, a canary, any bird that you used to have and it died early, then you have no idea why it died and you have Teflon pans and somebody that likes to cook in Teflon pans, you that may be what actually killed your birds. And that's a real thing to look up. The thing about Teflon and it is the dirty secret that you have to understand when it comes to pans. Yes, Teflon, number one, Teflon off-gasses at room temperature. Everything off-gasses at room temperature. That's what off-gassing is. If it's not frozen in the dead zero of space, it off-gasses. That's what happens with anything. The hotter something gets, the more it off-gasses. And so... When people sit there and go, oh, well, I only use it low on a stove, you are deceiving yourself. Because, let me ask you this, gas, let's go with gas to start. Does gas heat up the entire area evenly where a pan would be placed on it? Is it a big round circle of flame the size of the pan? Or is it a small section that is utilized to heat up the whole pan? small section okay so do you think that that pan is the same temperature all around or do you think that pan is hotter where the fire is directly touching it where the heat point of the flame is touching it hotter where the heat is touching it so if you get a pan and you're like hey you know what i only like i'm only going to get this pan up to you know 350 degrees okay guess what that ring isn't going to be 350 degrees. 350 degrees is going to be your approximation of the outside temperature of your pan. So when you're going for this, this is why utilizing carbon steel is better than utilizing something that's Teflon. I just don't have carbon steel and I don't trust my daughters to have it. Um, more importantly, 
it's the reason that you know utilizing cast iron is so much better you know those things are great because you can use a lower heat to get them it takes a little longer to get them up to temperature but because it used that lower heat you're good but those you don't make cast iron with a teflon coating cast iron has its own nonstick carbon steel has its own nonstick teflon is off gassing the moment you're putting heat to it if you use a glass top stove if you use an induction stove listen I have yet to find a glass top stove or an induction stove that doesn't work on a continual heat basis. What it does is it gets it up to its heat and then backs off it depending on what you set the temperature for. And that's what it does. So guess what? It's still off gassing. It's like I know that it's off gassing and I go very low heat on mine. I go literally less than one quarter of the heat on my glass stove top. But I'm not fooled into going, ha, that's healthy. No. The thing is, is ultimately my omelet should be made in carbon steel, but I don't have carbon steel because a good carbon steel pan that's pre-seasoned and everything else, it's going to be a few hundred bucks and my daughters will mess it up. They're, am I wrong? They will find a way. It will get a mysterious, I had one, got a mysterious dent in it. Remember the one I have now? Oh, oh, and that's the thing. And here's the other thing. If you have one chip, one scratch, one break in the surface of your Teflon pan, throw it out. It is useless and you are getting little particulates of Teflon into your food that go into your body. Teflon into your body is not a good thing. Teflon is not made to go into your body. When you have a scratch or anything, that you are increasing the amount of MFA that, that you're actually putting into your system. And you can look it up or you can go to our website. I'll definitely cover this the chemical profile of all of this in a lot bigger detail, but it's lethal to people in low doses, right? So when I see, when I see pictures or videos, like I've seen videos of people that have scratched up Teflon pans and they're using it, you're killing, you're literally killing yourself. There's no other way to put it. You're not making yourself sick. You are killing yourself. Okay. It is a thermoplastic that you are putting into your body. This is absolutely scary. To, and to it's understand. weird because it, people do things like that and it literally gives you flu-like symptoms. It's literally, <laughs> they literally mm -hmm. call it the Teflon flu because that's what it, you literally, literally yeah. will start having. Read it, read it, read about the Teflon flu. You, go ahead. I, I want people to understand this. So just literally <laughs> first website off of, you know, searching it mm -hmm. up is uh, specifically uh, polymer fume fever. Um, or fluoro, no, fluoropolymer fever, <laughs> mm -hmm. informally called Teflon flu, is an inhalation fever caused by the fumes released when Teflon reaches temperatures of 300 degrees Celsius or over 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so when PTFE is heated above 500 degrees Fahrenheit, um, the pyrolysis, mm -hmm. py pyro pyrolysis products are different and inhalation may cause acute lung injury symptoms are flu-like chills headaches and fevers with chest tightness and mild cough onset occurs about 48 hour four to eight hours after exposure um and a high white blood cell count may be seen and chest x-ray findings are usually minimal mm -hmm. the polymer fumes are especially harmful to certain animals whose breathing optimized for rapid rapidity allows toxins which are excluded by human lungs fumes from the teflon in very high heat are fatal to parrots as well as some other birds yep 
Yeah, the, and and rapidity is basically because we can breathe. We generally breathe deep. We're a deep breathing species. Um, dogs, you, you hear dogs, they pant. They they're actually a shallow breathing species. They don't fill the capacity of their lungs. Dogs breathe, and it's generally <sighs> we breathe, and it's <sighs> right. So dogs, before it's able to dissipate, can take a lot more of it into the top part of their lungs than we generally do. What's scary is, as you read. Four hours. Yeah. Nobody's thinking maybe it's those eggs I made in the Teflon pan. But here's what's even scarier. And I've seen this and I lived with this. And you want to talk about the fastest roommate I ever kicked out of my house? Oh, yeah. When I had my condo, I kicked somebody out real quick. He stayed with us all of four days because he didn't listen. And I had Congo. And in my condo, the condo wasn't that big. It was two stories. It was uh, 1,100 square feet with half of that being upstairs and the other half being downstairs. The downstairs consisted of a small laundry room, my kitchen and dining room, and my living room. And the kitchen, uh, Congo was right in the living room on the other side of the hall that went right to the stove. And he would turn the flame, uh, the flame on my stovetop all the way to max with a Teflon pan from the thrift store that had scratches in it. And it was like, and I came home one day to Congo being on the ground of his cage. Now, I don't know if he was sick. I don't know what was going on. I know that that pan had done that four times. The fourth time I was like, you need to move out. Like, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Yeah, you told me that last time. You need to move out. Because if my parrot dies, I'm going to catch a charge. Because that's my boy. And, you know, people walk away from those pans. They, even if you're setting it on low, you're setting it on low and walking away. Do you ever see me walk away from my Teflon pan when it's cooking? No. No. It heats up. It's it's there. It gets a scratch in it. It's gone. They do, The girls did that with one of my previous pans. Bought a nice Teflon pan before that. It has a special place that it goes in my kitchen where it's not messed with by anything else. It gets nothing else in it. I don't even use tools in it. I make the omelet without a tool. Literally, I'm using my hands in just every aspect of it, which I know the first time you watched me doing that, just moving the butter around with my fingers and everything. You're just sitting there going, what the hell, man? And it's like, and yeah, I grab things out of the oven and everybody else is like, oh, it's hot. Or, I, or if we go to a restaurant and the waitress is like, oh, don't touch that plate. It's hot. What do I do? And touch, touch you know, so I don't walk away from this pan because. People don't get it. And it's like, oh, you know, the signs of it, it, it dissipates after a certain amount of time. It doesn't matter. The damage is done. Mustard gas disappears after a little bit of time. Sarin gas disappears after a little bit of time. The damage is still done to you. So Teflon is not something that people should embrace. Carbon steel, number one. If you are up for doing your own dishes, carbon steel is the way to go. The next pan set that I'm looking at right now I'm looking at carbon steel knowing that I'm going to have you, me, or Nikki being the only ones cleaning those pans because I don't trust them. I cannot trust them. And and it's like, okay, so maybe I wait till they're moved out. <laughs> but but great that Teflon has a day. Yeah, Teflon has great purposes for medical purposes, pharmaceutical purposes. There's a lot of util utilization for Teflon that is in a better environment than your cycling stove your gas stove that utilizes a small sphere to heat up a large sphere. Um, but Teflon in and of itself, no. Most people should avoid it like the plague. So that, that's all I got to say about that. And with that, 
Don't forget to hit the follow button on whatever you're listening to us from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree that is down in the description below. And have an amazing day. And peace out with your peace out. Bye.